The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his. I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Donate. We'll get a drunk history out to you before the end of the month. You got the bonus cast with uh, Jim Gleason on Sunday night. You donate for that. You got it. So please make a donation. We're going to have the schedule for Drunk History 2018, and we'll start the drive for that in November. Uh, I mean, not, yeah, in November. So do it. Uh, oh, my God. That's Kevin Held's music. He is back because Adrian Peterson is gone. Kevin, where were you when you heard the news that Adrian Peterson was bye-bye? Uh, I, and I know I was sitting down somewhere. I don't know if I was sitting on my couch or sitting on the toilet, but <laughs> suddenly I just saw a bunch of... Uh, bunch of tweets just started coming in and, and the first the first one I saw was one of those it, it it looked like an official report and I thought as ah, looks too good to be true this is probably like a one of those a darn Schefter type <laughs> accounts and then I started seeing it get retweeted or reported from other people and yeah I was stunned I was legitimately stunned that uh, the team traded him my Twitter mentions went berserk people were like is he coming back uh, yeah, I saw a lot of that. It was very nice. It was very nice of the people. Uh, are you surprised that it didn't even last till Halloween? Yes. <laughs> I, I really... I thought the team was going to hang on to him for a year. And I, it's a full year, and I thought it was just going to be like an absolute disaster. Like, he would just get, at most, seven carries a game, and finished the season with like a total of like 400 yards or some awful number like that, and maybe just a couple of touchdowns, and then he would leave. The only downside to the trade, they should have done it a week earlier because we really needed you for the uh, Miami coach doing coke. That was that's a Kevin, yeah, that's I, a Kevin that's a Kevin held right down the middle fastball, and we needed you for it. Right, like that's why, like that's why I'm on the show, not for. <laughs> Not for game analysis. And, oh, by the way, I didn't watch the game yesterday because I was actually wrestling yesterday. Did you win? So, like, that's why, you know, I should have been there for the Coke discussion. I should have been there for a lot of discussions y'all had. But, <laughs> here, you know. 
Here's a question. Then, oh, we'll, well. Get, then we'll get to the. So, hold on. So hold on. Hold on. Kevin, are are you back? Like, are you going to start podcasting again? Are you back? I understand if you have an obligation with wrestling, but otherwise, are you finding a way to watch the Saints games on Sundays? Like, what's where are we? Are you yeah, are you going to be back? So like, if I so so if I'm wrestling, then like obviously if I'm wrestling, then no. Uh, if I'm not wrestling, then yes, I will find a way to watch the game. Come on, people. Start a, start a, start I, a GoFundMe page and get this man's Sunday ticket. Uh, no, no <laughs> listen. Nobody needs to get me Sunday ticket. Nobody needs... I'll go to a place that has Sunday ticket, and I'll watch it from there. And you're so, you're back on the podcast? Back. He's back. Yes, I'll be back on the podcast. All right. As, as long as they're Monday night, I should be back. Nice. <laughs> Welcome back. So... Uh, before we get to welcome the Saints back, game, welcome was back, welcome I don't know, I, Kevin. I think you, li- I think you liked the tweet. They, ha- I think it's the greatest T-shirt that I've ever seen in the history of the world. A Dolphin fan at the Atlanta Falcons game had a T-shirt, and it said, uh, "Our coach does blow. Your coach blows twenty-eight to three leads." And it had a, <laughs> and it had a picture of the Dolphin coach doing the bumps. With with the twenty dollar bill, is it the greatest sports T shirt ever? I feel like it is. Uh, it's it's up there. It's uh, top three. I mean, Andrew, you'd buy that. I'd buy that shirt. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy it for thirty. <laughs> Dave, you could buy that T shirt and sell out of it in a week. <laughs> as, as for the actual game that the Saints got to three and two for the first time in a thousand days, the Saints for the first time they're over five hundred. Andrew, is that literally the number? Has it really yeah, been a thousand days? Like, it was like a thousand and ten days that they had been <laughs> since they had been over five hundred. Uh, um, you people have too much time on your we hands. We do, uh, but Andrew, God, okay. imagine what it's been like for the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Kevin, the Browns were six and two in twenty fourteen with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. So I mean, like the like, so you know, did uh, they make the playoffs? No, they 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 Playoff. they collapsed and finished seven and nine. Oh, um, nice. They're the Browns, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, I, like, say, I don't remember the Browns being six and two. Brown, I mean, it's crazy, Andrew. Yesterday, top five craziest game of the Sean Payton era. I feel like yesterday was fucking bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, so the Giants, like the 52-49 game was insane, but that was like seesaw the whole way. Like that was never comfortable. Yeah. Um, For the Saints to be up 45-10 and then one play after another. I mean, Dave, you were in the dome, right? Yep. Like what was the, I'm just curious what the vibe was like inside the dome when it was, when that pick six happened. And it was a seven-point game. And then we punted. <laughs> um, well, to start the game, I, I mean, on, the, on, the, on Detroit's first series, obviously, was the sack fumble and the touchdown. And, um, I mean, everybody was freaking out. Everybody was very excited. Uh, you know, it was, it was like 2011 all over again. And, um, and, of course, you know, things just kept getting better and better all through the first half. Um, but, uh, I, I brought my son again, uh, for the second game of the year. And, 
you know, he wanted to leave early. You know, he was ready to go. Can we go? Can we go? I want to go home. I want to go home. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta you're stay. Not, you're not bringing him to the next game, are you? <laughs> uh, no, I, I promised I was gonna bring somebody else to the Chicago game. But uh, <laughs> and of course, sure enough, uh, sure enough, you weird. know, they get the punt. They get the punt return. They bring, they bring the punt return back. Um, you know, that first interception by Drew Brees, which was a bullshit call. Um, that was absolute bullshit. Um, and, uh, and I'm thinking like, no, I, I, I was using it as a teachable moment for my son saying, no, this is exactly why you never leave the game because Dylan, this is your first real lesson as a Saints fan. Like no game for the Saints is ever, uh, safe until the clock is zero, 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 zero. Um, and sure enough, they started coming back. And, I, you know, I was like, look, this is why we can't leave. Like, the, you know, and he was looking at the score. He thought it was so cool that they just kept scoring and the number kept going up and up and up. Um, I felt I felt <laughs> more secure the Dolphins game when it was 13 to nothing than I felt with Detroit when it was 45 31. Uh, but Kevin, <laughs> I mean, Kevin. people freaked out. I, I think probably the, the climax was was probably Cam Jordan's um, interception that really sealed the deal. I mean, I, I, know from, I didn't feel that safe even after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, after that, it was fine. Um, but, I mean, that was, I think that was probably the, the climax and probably the most exciting thing because, I mean, you know, they, you know that the defense needed to make a play, and it was, like, unbelievable that they actually stepped up and made a play. I mean, it's very unusual for the Saints defense to really come through when you actually need them to come through. I mean, that was, again, that was something that really, that really hasn't happened. Since, Give special teams some credit too. I mean, that Morstead punt was ridiculous. Early Ke- in the game. Kevin, what, oh, <laughs> Kevin, what's more, what's less likely of the, the, these three events happened in the last week. The Saints traded Adrian Peterson. The Saints scored three defensive touchdowns, and Atlanta blew a 17 to nothing lead against the Dolphins at home in their stadium, where you could literally, you could audibly hear "Let's go Dolphins" in the fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, as much as I'd like to bag on the Falcons on this, when the fact that the Saints got three defensive touchdowns in the same game, like that, just that, I don't. This this is one of those things. It was Jonathan Vilma in 2012? I mean, honestly, this is one of those things where I would I would take that as as a signal that there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Atlanta we, blowing we leads, you know that the glitch. Right. I mean, Atlanta blowing leads, you know, nothing new. Uh, I, I, I mean, the fact that it's to Jay Cutler is maybe a little more tantalizing and fun. <laughs> a <but>. little more <laughs> tantalizing? I mean, that was a lot of tantalizing. And, and that the team that beat them, their coaches were doing lines of coke the week before. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. They, 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 the new offensive line coach for the Dolphins, they didn't give up a sack. So if, you can have, if, you, if, you, if your offensive line coach doesn't do blow, it helps the on-the-field product, which was surprising. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Um, Dave, uh, I feel like the Saints' defense having to make the stop at the end of the game actually makes me feel better about the defense than I probably would have if they had just coasted in and won like 45-20. to 20. 
I feel like that if that's the Saints of 2014, 2015, or 2016, I don't care if Matthew Stafford was on the half-yard line. He would have gone 99 yards, and it would have been 45-45. And Drew Brees would have been getting the ball with a minute and ten left, having to drive down and kick a field goal to win that game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I don't think the Saints would have won that game if it wasn't for the defense. Um, I mean... You know, I, I, I mean, the Lions have a very good offense. The Lions have always been able to put up tons of points against the Saints. Um, so, you know, if, 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 if I told you before the game that the Lions were going to score 38 points against the Saints, you probably would have been like, Ooh. yeah, that's, that sounds about, you know, you probably would have been like, that sounds about right. If you had um, told you Drew Brees was going to have two, interse- two interceptions, you'd have been like, ooh. <laughs> but, um, but the fact that... Uh, you know, they, they just happened to get all those points in, in the second half. They, you know, the, the, the Lions just kind of came out flat. The offense just kind of came out flat in the beginning. Um, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that the Saints were going to, you know, keep the Lions to 10 points for an entire, for an entire game. No. Um, well, Andrew, Andrew, who's the defensive line coach for the Saints? Because I think the Saints batted 150 balls of Matt Stafford. Uh, well, I know Brian Young is the pass rush coordinator. Um, oh God, who's the defensive line coach? He's from NC State. I know that. He's not going to make. Oh, yeah, is it the new guy? Yeah, it's the new guy. But I mean, they oh, yeah. they batted a shit. To replace I, Bill Johnson. Yeah, I've right, never right, right, seen. Right. I've never seen a, in any game so many batted balls. Well, you know, it was smart. Um, there's I think, a joke in there somewhere held. I swear to God, I'd say batted <laughs> balls over and over and over. Continue. I think it was. I think it was smart because uh, if you look at the history of the Saints and Detroit most recently, and you just look at if you watch enough tape of Matt Stafford, uh, he's really hard to sack, mostly because the ball comes out so quickly. But the delivery, you know, his arm angles are pretty low. So yeah. you know, I mean, he's a nice sized quarterback, but even so, I think a he, lot of shit. yeah, he he's he's a guy that if you get in the throwing lanes, if you get your hands up, you can bat you can bat passes. And so, I think the Saints did a good job of being like, listen, we're not going to get to this guy. He gets the ball out too quickly, and he's he's out of the shotgun a lot, so he'll go one step drop and throw the ball. And they were ready for that. They were getting their hands up, and so I think it the Saints did a good job of watching tape, educating their players, and executing. Um, and I think it ended up, they, they were getting their hands up so much that it was disrupting Stafford's throwing lanes and his ability to get the ball out quickly. And so it actually ended up leading to sacks, which was funny. Kevin, if I, if you, if you didn't have your cell phone on you and I, I had a thousand dollars in front of me and I said, name the backup quarterback for the Packers, could you do it? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And Ryan, frankly, Matt, 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 and frankly, yeah, Ryan Nielsen. <laughs> wait, wait what, say that name again. Ryan Niel- Nielsen. Okay, that either sounds like the guy who replaced Joel in Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, or that sounds like one of the uh, the Beach Boys. He's uh, Leslie Nielsen's uh, younger nephew from the. Oh, okay. Well, good for him. Good for him. Uh, Not really. Uh, actually, I tell you what. You know, you, you know who the backup for the Green Bay Packers perhaps should have been. Colin Kaepernick. 
Here Colin. we go. Let's Colin. see America spin their way out of this one. <laughs> I'm going to play a snap for an NFL team this year before Kaepernick does. Right. <laughs> but, I mean... Rogers is only if you throw with your bad arm. My, my bad so arm. Totally fucked. <laughs> I mean, but... The, the, the offense, Dave, they were kind of ass in the second half. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, they were kind of ass for the whole... That's putting it mildly. I mean, they were kind of ass for the whole game. I think they only had, like... No, they were not. Brian Pavick was saying this, too. How can you say they were ass in the first half? It was 31 to whatever. They scored 31 points. No, they went... How many many, many third downs did they... 24. They went went 2 of 12 on third down, but they went field... After the first possession, they went field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. I mean, yeah, like I, what more do you want? Like I, I mean, but the second half was a different story. And yeah, they they came out flat. They had I'm sure. early in the first half. The Lions had no answer for Ted Ginn. None. I started right. him in fantasy. Yay me! Oh, I cut Adrian smart. Peterson on Monday though, so it's a given. It's and a I mean, Ingram game. had a 52-yard run. Kamara had some plays. I mean, there's the offense was clicking in the first half. Uh, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, obviously, the, what was the score at the end of the first half? Third, uh, 31, 20, uh, 31 to, to 10? Yeah, yep. Um, but uh, And, then, and yeah. then in the third quarter, so that then they got the pick six, and then they mm-hmm. went down and they scored another touchdown. But then so after that. Their offense was rolling even early into the third quarter. Is once they, I mean, I'm sure. At 45-10, sure. they could not get a first down. After 45-10. Like right. they could not even get a first down. All right. and, and I mean, I'm sure that they adjusted their play calling slightly when you've got a yeah. 30 whatever point lead. But and honestly, I mean, I not that... getting a first down like that wouldn't have even that wouldn't have been enough to make it close. It was the three turnovers. Yeah, and the returns. And we can go back to the whole Michael Thomas pick, which I agree with you, Dave. I mean, hey, I, maybe they just have to go How without not ball on the field, but that was that was awful. I, like he, he caught the ball, there was clear contact, and then he rips the ball out after he's on the ground. Like, I mean, that to me is how, how can that be a pick? I I totally forgot to ask you this, Kevin. Uh, Adrian Peterson, the Saints get a conditional six, and I guess it improves as he does the better he does with Arizona. So are you torn because you are Mr. Trade Down, acquired draft picks? Will you root for Adrian Peterson to do well with the no. Cardinals no. to get a better pick? I am preemptively answering your question with no. You can stop asking it. The answer is no. But what the about fact that we got a draft pick? The fact that we got a draft pick at all. The fact that it was the fact that we got a draft pick in the NFL draft and not the Canadian Football League draft for Adrian Peterson is fine enough for me. It could have literally been we will give you Tree City and a year's worth of golfing in Phoenix, and I would have been fine with that. Two point seven instead, million dollars. The franchise is a lot gets to, an actual draft pick. Two point seven million dollars so is a lot to pay for. Take a that pick. draft pick. And listen, if he, so, so if if the child beater ends up, uh, you know, doing really well, and the team gets a better draft pick for it, fine, fine, I'm I, whatever. But you won't root for it. No, absolutely not. I will not. I I personally, 
I I hope I hope any defensive tackle or linebacker watches a bunch of footage of Arn Anderson giving spine busters, and the second they see Peterson in their sights, they lay him out with a spine buster. Oh my God, he killed him. Uh, so back to the same. I just I had to get that in because I totally forgot that at the top, but it was important to get to get Kevin's opinion because I knew it would rile him up. But I mean. Andrew, the Saints are kind of ass on third down for for five games by their standards, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they, I know they like we're working on it, we're feeling, but I mean, two and twelve is like shitty, and the Saints are usually like forty five to fifty percent, and they're not near that this year. I think yeah. last year weren't weren't they the best in the league on third down? They were. So like yeah, certainly like, one of. So, like, if we can be excited about the defense and believe the defense is real and we can believe Kamara is real and, and all these good things, like, the bad things, is that how it's going to be the whole year, you know? I mean... Yeah, I mean, you know, the silver lining is the offensive line's healthy. Um, and, you know, I know Streif's out, but I think Ramchick has shown that he's good enough that, you know, it's not a major drop-off. So, the offensive line's getting healthy, um, and Armstead played well. So that's a good sign. Um, you know, I think the running game is working. Kamara and Ingram showed. I mean, they almost had 200 yards rushing. Willie Sneed's back. I think it's going to take a little time to get him incorporated into the offense. He looked a little out of sync with Breeze. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I still just haven't been too impressed by the Saints passing. Um, and Breeze, to me, did not have a very good game. That, that's probably the one guy – on that offense, especially that I would say was was pretty Breeze poor. Was surly after the game, like he was like not really cheery in interviews, and he was still looking at pictures as they were the teams were like going in the you know um, the Saints are. Twi- it was painful, man. It was painful to see them struggle not to get a first down, and you know I mean it gets to a point. I I really think I think I said this partially yesterday, but I I really think. <laughs> When you go up 45-10, I mean, there was so much time left. There was like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And when you're up 45-10, to 10, guys just psychologically, they go into, okay, don't get hurt. You know, like, don't, let, let's, let's shut it down. They're, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're joking on the sidelines. They feel like they've got the game in the bag. You lose intensity. And I think it's really hard once you've hit that place psychologically to go back to, oh, shit, we might lose this game. we got to turn it on again. Like, it's just really hard to do that. And so I just think those guys were in self-preservation mode. And I do think they'll come out next week. You know, Breeze will challenge him. Sean Payton will challenge him. And I expect the offense to come out and start well against the Packers. Hey, Kev- hey Kevin, is this true or false? The New York Jets are better on third down than the New Orleans Saints. Hmm. True or false? Uh, see, my initial inclination is to say true because that just sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, but there's a part of me that just says you're throwing that out there just to get me to say true. Uh, I'm going to say false. You are wrong. The Jets are <laughs> better. They are 13th. They are 40% on third down. The Saints are... Thirty-seven percent, and this is the final one, Dave. True or false? The Cincinnati Bengals are better on third down than the New Orleans Saints. True. Uh, that is false. They are twenty-fourth. 
But uh. Buffalo, the Colts with out Andrew Luck, the Buck, the the Bills, uh, the, the Texans, the Chargers. They're all better than the Saints on third down. Just that's a sort of a I wouldn't say it's a it's a blinking red light, but it's a, it's a little bit of a warning signal. Um, Dave, the Saints had a little splash report on the Sunday mornings that they had traded for Navarro Bowman, and he told the 49ers to go fly a fucking kite that he didn't want to go, so they didn't do the trade and released him. Uh, so what does that tell you about the Saints as far as what they think about their roster, linebacker, and uh, does it signal that uh, Mickey Loomis' uh, YOLO mode has been initiated? Um, I was, I was surprised to, to hear it. Um, I mean, I don't think the linebacker play has been that bad, to be honest with you. It's probably been better this year than it has been. Well, Anzalone was just put on IR though. In quite some time. Uh, yeah, I mean, Navarro Bowman, he's, he's older, right? I mean, he's been around a while. He's not young. Uh, and his knees are so sturdy. <laughs> um, you know, I don't. You know, yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I was surprised. I was, I was definitely surprised. I'm surprised to see them making this many moves. Um, you know, not, we're not deep into the season, but we're into the season. Um, and I mean, they've already traded Peterson. Um, they're looking at trading to acquire a linebacker. Um, I feel like they don't really usually make that many in-season they traded moves. Stephon, like that. They traded Stephon Anthony. Was that during the season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there you go. I, Saint, I feel like Kevin, they've, they're going to have they've, seven. They've been they're going to have a full complement of picks this year. They're going to have like seven draft picks because they traded away the one for Kamar, but they got two coming back. They're going to have, yeah, they'll have, they'll have eight. They have eight picks. Would they get for Anthony a fifth? A fifth. Yeah. They have eight. And it's looking like a it's looking like a sixth for uh, Peterson. Uh, they gave away a seventh for. They no, they were going to give away a seventh for Bowman, but it didn't work out. Yeah. No, but I thought there was somebody else earlier that they gave away a seventh for. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, then Stu Par's out for the year. So, so who and Andrew? Who would they? Who's likely move if Stu Par's since Stu Par's gone? Who's who? Who are they going to bring back? Is it going to be? Well, more? they well they just called up Adam Big Hill. Um, and you know he can play special teams a little that's bit. Not, I mean, a- Andrew, that's got to be fake news. I was told in the summer <laughs> that he would never, ever, <laughs> ever clear waivers. That's fake news. He not only has he cleared waivers, he's cleared waivers like four times now. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, Michael Maudie's the guy they could bring back potentially <laughs> to play special teams um, and kind of fill Stupar's role, but. You know, they were looking at Kyrie Robinson today. You know, they they can – I think the Saints kind of have the luxury right now. They don't need another backup linebacker because they have Big Hill and they just signed Hodges and they have Manti Teo. So uh, I think it's really just about who helps the roster best right now. And if they feel like they need a running back in there to replace Peterson, maybe Robinson makes sense. Uh, depends on his workout, of course. Um, so there's a lot of different ways they could go with this. But – um, you know, I think they have to be careful about special teams. Now they, they just gave up a punt return for a touchdown. So, um, I think when you lose a guy like Stupar, who's so critical to your special teams and you lose a guy like Anzalone, 
who forces Robertson to play, uh, that takes another linebacker away from your special teams that's a pretty critical special teams core guy. So, um, you know, they got to be careful here. And, I mean, I don't know, Michael Motti seems like a it makes sense to maybe bring him back. Uh, Kevin, I was in a blind rage today at work because I was reading about how LSU was given attaboys and plaudits and uh, singing the praises of Greg McMahon, the Saints ex-special teams coach, because LSU ran a punt back uh, to help him beat Auburn, and they were making Greg McMahon seem like a motherfucking genius um, when I don't even know what he did with the Saints. They're saying that he comes in at 4 in the morning. Um Wait, but Greg McMahon is special teams for he's LSU. A, he's a consultant for LSU. Really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. So, uh, Kevin, uh, what like I, I feel like there's a confluence of events that is happening. So, this, this was this is the question I I was gonna ask you. Then the Greg McMahon thing popped in my head. Atlanta had the seventeen to nothing choke and the choke. Um, against New England in the Super Bowl. They play New England again this Sunday night. Before we get to the Saints in Green Bay, what can ha- what has to ha- what can happen to Atlanta this Sunday to just destroy their season, burn their season to the ground? Cuz that's what I want. I honestly think another game where the Patriots come back, it doesn't have to literally be like an overtime scenario where the Patriots have never led except for the last play, but something where the Patriots are trailing in the fourth and they go right down the field and score the decisive, uh, yes, get the game winner. And yeah, I, I, I think blowing a, blowing a prime. Are they in prime time? They are Sunday night. Sunday night. Yep. Is that how Michael's going to call the game? Or did he get, oh, the, or did he get suspended? For beautiful. His beautiful. If, boy, if they, Blow a primetime game against the Patriots. Are they in Atlanta again? No. Foxborough. Oh, man. But still, blowing a primetime game, I, 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 would be, I, would, I would love that. I think that would be better than seeing the Patriots just, you know, drop 40 on them and, and have the game put away by halftime. I w- the funny thing was, all the Atlanta people, when the Saints beat the Dolphins, were like, that's adorable. The Saints think they're back because they beat the trash Dolphins. And then they coughed up a 17-point lead, and people were, finding the, people were finding the old Falcon fans' tweets and retweeting them Sunday. It was just magnificent. It was beautiful. Because tweets are forever unless you delete them. Uh <laughs> You know, and the the funny thing is, there's a there's a there's a there's a. There's she, who was that? What's her name? Jenna Thomas yeah. or what was yeah, her name? Jenna Thomas or whatever. Oh, that was hilarious. It was. She a, really should have deleted that tweet the minute the minute she that probably Ryan threw that pick in the fourth quarter. You gotta yeah. go back and delete that, Jen. Yeah, even <laughs> even Donald Trump goes back and deletes tweets. You know, come on, you gotta get the app out there. Um, so uh. Andrew, you know, Cam Jordan, we've always said he's really good. He's a Pro Bowl player. He, he doesn't get enough recognition because the Saints defense sucks. Um, but he's on pace for 15-plus sacks. And, is it, like, his sack where he just – he literally just pushed the offensive tackle of Detroit into Stafford like a fucking bowling ball. 
mm-hmm. um, was just magnificent. Um, he'll never be defensive MVP. He could get 25 sacks. He'll never be defensive MVP because they, they just will not give it to a guy on the Saints for defensive. I just believe that. But, like, can he be yeah. first team all pro? Yeah, he could be. Um, let's see. Let's look at the NFL sack leaders. He's like let's eight see. or nine because the, the leaders got like eight. They have a bunch of people like Bosa and uh, some dude's got eight and a half. The dude for the Cowboys has eight and a half. Are you serious? Yeah. Good Lord. So, oh, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Is no one blocking him? I don't know. You, you think so. Cause <laughs> the Julius has, Peppers has six and a half? Yeah. What is that? He's like 100 years old. I know. I can't believe he's still playing. Calais Campbell has eight sacks. Wait, he's, he's on the Jaguars now? Jeez. Cameron Jordan doesn't have more sacks than Akeem Hicks. They both have wow. five. Wow. Um, yeah, you, you know, well, I, I didn't realize how many sacks there were in the league this year. Um, but, um, it you know, it's great to see. I, I think I really think Cam Jordan's on pace to have a career year. And I said that yesterday. And I, I just think, he just gets so overlooked that it would be nice. I I think we're starting to see with just a semblance of a pass rush from the edge on the other side and decent corners, just how ridiculously good this guy is. Um, And he deserves it. So I'm glad to see it. Uh, So uh, before we get to the the Twitter questions, which are, I think there are a lot of questions for Kevin since they, people expected him to be back, which should be which should be fun. Um, Make me feel like a little ball here. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have no idea. What he just I have said. no idea, Kevin. You sound like you're talking out of a hole. I said, I said, making me feel like I'm the bell of the ball you, here. You are the bell. You absolutely, you are the bell. You of the are ball. the bell of the ball. Uh, so you're leaving glass slippers all over the place. Was it? That was pretty bad. Yeah, that was terrible. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, not going. Not, I'm not going near that. Let <laughs> me get, get it. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, uh, so the first question, sorry. Kevin. I'm so what ashamed. did you do? How did you spend the first four Saints Sundays? That's from Joseph. Getting um, late, probably. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> What, like, how how is that? Did you like pick apples? Did you? Um... Uh, no, I mean just spend. <clears throat> if if I wasn't wrestling on a Sunday, and I think I only wrestled one time on on one of those weekends. Um, the other time, yeah, just spending quality time with my girlfriend, and that's how much. How much football did you watch? Yeah, how much? We, how much football did you watch? My girlfriend. My girlfriend. How much? How much football did you watch the first four? four weeks of the NFL season over under 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, under easily under <laughs> That's the best easily can, under like grand get... total, like, like seriously, all I, the only, the only highlights I saw were, were gifts on my phone when I was scrolling down Twitter. Can we wait? That's I, it. Have, I have, I have two questions and then I'll hang up and listen. Um, <laughs> one. <laughs> One, can we get an update on your girlfriend? And two, did did we yeah. have was this was this past weekend? I've been following you on Facebook. Was this past first past weekend the first time that your parents were meeting your girlfriend? 
so I'll answer the second question first. Yes, uh, my parents visited. Uh, this is this was their first time meeting her. They got to stay. Uh, my parents got to see me wrestle, and my girlfriend was there. She'd seen me wrestle once before. My parents had seen me wrestle previously, but it had been a while. So yeah, so they, you know, they met her on Friday night, and then. Uh, we saw each other on Saturday and then yesterday. So they, they saw her and talked her arm off for, uh, her three days. Off. And it, it, it's, it's a colloquialism, Andrew. How many yeah. times, how many, how many times did your dad ask you if you had ESPN or not? Uh, he's asked me every single day that he's been here. <laughs> he said, do you have, do you have ESPN? You have Fox Sports One. What do you have on this thing? I said, Dad, I don't. I just it's it's antenna. So 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 you don't have Fox Sports One. No. <laughs> so, and then no ESPN either. No. Well, how do I know what what channel the game's on? Well, you have a smartphone, Dad. Well, how do I know what the score is, Dad? You have a smartphone. You so he get- asked me. So I'm in the car with him. Hang on, I'm in the car with him last night. And I've got it on the ESPN radio in the car. But then he immediately says, oh, man, how do I get the, uh, what game? He was asking about the car, the Cubs and the Dodgers. And I, and, you know, all I heard was that there was baseball on the radio. So I turned the radio down or whatever, just so I could, like, think. And I go into, the, into my phone, pull up the score of the Cubs and the Dodgers, give it to him. And I turn back on the sports radio, and it's literally Cubs and Dodgers, top of the sixth. And I'm like, wait a minute. You asked me for the Cubs and the Dodgers and made me check it on my phone, despite the fact that we were just listening to it on the, the radio in the car. <laughs> oh, boy. He goes, I thought, it was the, I thought it was the Astros and the Yankees. <laughs> Said they're playing tomorrow. So that all day today, he's been, oh, the Dodgers or the, uh, the Astros, the Yankees aren't playing today, right? No, they are playing today. We covered that the day before. How old is your father? He's 73. That's not that old. Uh, let's see, more questions. Yeah, he, he, yeah, my mom, my poor mother, she can't hear anything. So whenever he asks a question, she looks at him and just goes, what? And then he has to repeat himself, and then he can't say right, he can't say the correct words for things that he needs or wants. So he ain't speaking clearly, and she don't hear him anyway. They're perfect for each other. Oh my god, that's that's my future probably. Uh, Some dark shit, bro. <laughs> Andrew David asks over under Marshawn Lattimore picks versus blown 17 point Atlanta leads and which is more and which is more glorious <laughs> all right over under Marshawn Lattimore picks versus Falcons blown leads yeah so they've each had one yeah they've each had one um let's say the over under is 4 for Lattimore picks yeah um, and I'd say it's also four for blown leads. I mean, Atlanta's one. Atlanta, <laughs> is, Atlanta is one more blown lead from their season going kaboom. They really. Are. And oh, I asked people to do five. Describe five in five words the Saints uh, three and two start. David said 
looking, eventually finding a unicorn, which I like. Uh, I mean, by the way, Lattimore is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> he's a rookie, and he's playing like that. I mean, he's arrived. He's he, a, he, has, he has arrived. He's like, a, he I, is already a number one corner. He's awesome. He's everything we hoped he would be. He's a saint for the next five years, at least. And I, I don't know what else to say. I the, mean, the, the, like, he, put him in the Pro Bowl now. I mean, listen. Teams are retarded. I mean, you look at you. No, seriously, you look at 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 uh at you know you know Kevin. Look, we 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 did the whole you know trade down and, and that whole thing in the draft. But if you look at the draft this year and you look at what Cleveland and the Cleveland and San Francisco and Jacksonville and uh the Bengals and look at the what those teams passed on. It is fucking retarded. I mean, for Cleveland and San Francisco not to pick Deshaun Watson, like their general managers, they might need to be taken out to the middle of the ocean and just dropped off. Um, I mean, uh, and then you know, looking at the Jets picked Jamal Adams, Tennessee picked Corey Davis, Cincinnati picked John. I mean that. I mean Kevin. That is some bad fucking drafting. Forget trade down and all that nonsense. I mean, teams are just fucking being like, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, let me put it this way: Is Cleveland ever going to win? Very eloquent, Ralph. It, it is very, very eloquent. eloquent. I just, yeah. Feel, yeah. I just feel, I just feel like Deshaun Watson is is awesome in Houston, and like I watched that dude in college. He was fucking awesome. And all these fucking quarterback gurus and the Irish dude that has a pamphlet. He's like, I watched the game and a half of Watson. He's trash. Like, I feel like this year's draft was just one of the, like, some of the worst mistakes ever. Am I, am I wrong to think that? Anybody can jump in. No. You know, so. Uh, let's see. We had some more questions for Kevin. Let's see. Um... Oh yeah, this is from David. He says, uh, "Oh, this is from Cajun Alaskan." He said, "Believing stripper actually loves you." That's mean, Cajun. <laughs> the three and two. The, the, yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like the Saints, when they start out good under Peyton, they don't collapse. Have the Have the Saints ever had a good start under Peyton and not um finished in the in the playoffs? I don't think so, Andrew. Have they? Like, mm, well, 2008, didn't they? I mean, they kind of started okay. No? Maybe. I'm I don't remember. It, I'm, I'm looking it up. Let's see. The 2008 Saints started... They started one and two. They they, they, mm. they beat Tampa. They lost at Washington. They coughed up a 10-point lead. They lost at Denver because Gramatica missed a field goal. Then they beat San Francisco, and they were – so they basically got to – they ne- well, they got to six – they were six and five. So yeah. – and seven. I mean, they still had everything to play for at six and five before kind of – Yeah, but they didn't, like, collapse, though. You know what I'm saying? Like – Yeah. So – Well, they finished seven and nine, right? Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Oh, gotcha. All right, so let's see. Do, 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 do. Got any more questions? 
Uh, feels better than a Q-tip. That's from John. I don't know what that means. Oh, name the next team the same. Sticking a Q-tip in your ear. It feels good. <laughs> Kevin, this is from Dylan. Name the next or, – or, or Dave, name the next team the Saints will lose to. Uh, okay, what they play Green Bay and then Chicago and then who? Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay is off. <laughs> I mean, those all, those three games are totally winnable. Uh, and I only and I only say Green Bay, obviously, because of uh, you know the Aaron Rodgers situation. Um, who do they play after Tampa Bay? Mm, the Rams. Uh, yeah, I could see them losing to the Rams. They, we, always, we always lose to the Rams. Yeah. Uh, and this year they're actually not, not terrible. Um, even they when the Rams are absolutely, the, even when the Rams are the worst team in the league, they still beat the yeah. Saints. No, oh, they play the Packers, Bears, Buccaneers, Bills, Redskins, then the Rams. Oh, oh, oh. the Bills definitely they could lose to the Bills. Yeah, that's a November uh, game. That could be cold and shit. The Bills have a pretty good, but still, I mean that mean that that means. Uh, that means the Saints are what six and two. Yeah, oh God, six and two. Jesus, I'm, I, my heart is beating fast. The Todd Newberg <laughs> says Gatorade and Popeyes in January. Um, uh, let's see. I think that's all the questions. All right. So, um, I know you people aren't as gambling degenerate as me. But this Packers. I don't think anybody is. This well, I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as much as a degenerate as I was because now I have a kid that I have to pay for. And I can't just burn money gambling on sports. But if you would have you could have bet the Packers against the Saints last Monday in Vegas, the Packers were favored by six and a half. Today, Kevin, the Saints are favored by six. So the line 12 is point swing. twelve and a half point swing. Um, Jesus. So, Kevin, the line is smooth 12 and a half uh, to the Saints' favor. Um, so this is going to be the, your first game you're going to watch. Is it all year? Did you watch any other preseason games? No, I have uh, not. No. It's preseason? <laughs> Get out of here. Preseason? Preseason? Talking about, about preseason. preseason? He, wasn't, he wasn't watching preseason last year that is true or the year before that before. or the year before yeah. that you haven't watched Don't the Saints talk about pre- preseason Saints have you, Kevin have you pre-season? watched up? have you watched the preseason game since you uh, moved away from New Orleans uh, I don't think I have have you watched the preseason game since you used to get paid to watch them <laughs> no <laughs> I don't believe so Do people in the in St. Louis hate watch the Rams? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, there's still like specials at certain restaurants and bars where, if the Rams lose a game, everybody everybody in the establishment gets like ten percent off their bill or something. <laughs> uh, and then some people will just like some places that have like multiple TVs. They'll always put the Rams game on no matter what. And for, for the most part, most people will cheer anytime whoever anytime the other team scores on them. The weird thing with uh, the, I mean, people at least in LA are supporting the Rams. Like, people don't even give a fuck about the Chargers. Like, th- their stadium 
is now filled with opposing teams' fans. The little soccer stadium that they play in. Right. Which is right. Just, which is just weird because it's almost like can an NFL team be successful and make money if they don't have any fucking fans? And the Chargers are putting that theory to the test. Um, Good. But, I I I hope I hope one of these teams completely tanks in this in this relocation process. I hope it just is a complete and utter disaster. Anything to embarrass the NFL. And to cause those pricks to lose money is a okay by me. Like, what is Roger? To, Roger, like, what does he have to do to not be commissioner? Like, how shitty does he have to run the fo- the league to get? Oh, I oh, I think the league has to. I, I I think the only thing that matters is whether or not the league continues to make money at the rate they make money. If they start losing. If they start, if they made like say I don't know, if they took like a twenty five percent hit, I could totally see him being thrown out. Man, that's yep. That'd be cr- I mean, it's I all mean, about money. The NFL though is like bulletproof though, you know. I don't. I mean, I see. I that, I don't think so. I mean, I think I because I, I think as more of this concussion shit comes out, as more of the labor stuff comes out, as more people raise more of a stink. About not and not just the Kaepernick issue, but Something. issues in general that force there to be a divide between, you know, certain sides, and then you throw that on top of of, of like the violence aspect. You throw that on top of of the fact that players who actually you know the small number of players who actually do commit crime, like legitimate crimes and are never really properly punished by the league or anything, and then get allowed to play and continue to make millions upon millions of dollars while the owners uh, flee cities for stadiums. I think this is, I, this is all coming to a head. I mean, the NFL, the NFL is still going to make money. The NFL will still exist. But there will come a day where the NFL is not making billions I mean, the thing, every year. It, so- that's, it, that's coming. It's it's I'm it, maybe it's hard for Andrew for you and and Dave maybe it's hard for you guys to know because you, you 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 know you aren't running a blog day to day so you maybe didn't know the traffic numbers and the interaction numbers but for the Saints to be three and two uh, and have won three in a row like my emails and uh, DMs and people interacting with me uh, and comments through Channel Four is way way down. Like people, like I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's way, it's way, like it's way down. I don't know if it's the flag or what, whatever the hell it is. But something, like something's, something strange is going on. Like I feel like the, the excitement over the Saints for three and two, it's not quite where it should be. Yeah, but if they keep winning, I just think the the other stuff will take a back seat. You know, if the story becomes the Saints are six and two, they're seven and two. I mean, I have no idea how these games are going to go coming up, but I know the next five games are winnable. And if they go on a run, winning cures everything. People, people just want a winner. How, man. how many games do they have to win in a row for that Mardi Gras crew to reinstate Okafor and Vaccaro as Grand Marshals? <laughs> Uh, if they win their next five, which which is feasible, and they're eight and two, 
I'm not sure that Vaccaro and I'm not sure that they're not co-governors of Louisiana. <laughs> so back to the game prediction, Kevin. The Saints are favored by six. Uh, who you got, and who's going to be hero of the game? Was your first Saints viewing experience of the year? Uh, they are they. They're playing at home. No, they're playing in Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers is hurt. You probably don't know that. Yeah, but yes, no, I did. That I do. You did. Okay. That I do know. Um, so you're, have you, you're confirming that you're going to watch this game, Kevin, for sure? Uh, no, I am not confirming anything because okay. uh, it is entirely possible that I am going to be at, like legitimately wrestling all weekend. So, all right, so we got it sidetracked with, with me and Kevin bagging on Goodell, which is just fun because fuck Goodell. Uh, but, Kevin, the Saints are a six – point favorite in Green Bay who you got who's going to be MVP or go to the game Are you? how excited are you to finally watch a Saints game in 2017? <laughs> He's not watching it uh, Dave is actually correct there is a very high chance that I will not be able to watch this game because I will be wrestling or refereeing wrestling uh, all weekend so again, this, that that that's this this is what my uh, life is like at the moment. Um, I will say, uh, but that will not stop me from having an opinion. No, um, never does. The hottest, hot, the hottest, the hottest takes. Yes, the hottest ill-informed takes. Fortunately, about something that doesn't have any real consequence. The grand scheme of things. Um. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just come in hot and say Saints 24, Green Bay 20. Ooh, that'll be take Green Bay in the points. MVP yeah. of the game. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Kamara. There you go, Dave. Who you got? <clears throat> um, yeah, well, I, I think uh, you know, I, I think the Saints lucked out. They're catching Green Bay at uh, the perfect time. No. Shit, the, not Saints only been, is, the Saints have been lucky the last couple of weeks. They're catching teams. They're catching teams at the right week. That's right, and that's what it takes in this league. I mean, you got to be good, obviously, but it does take a, a little bit of luck or a lot of bit of luck, really. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they're playing Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, but the best part is is that this is the first game without Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, Green Bay is still going to be trying to kind of figure it out how they're going to how they're going to handle this whole situation. So, I think while they're doing that, I think the Saints are going to be able to take advantage. Um, I will say, I, I don't think they're going to do 52 points again. Um, I'm going to say uh, Saints 27, uh, Packers 21. Oof. Tight. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to keep going with this until it happens. Uh, I'm going to say the Mi- Michael Thomas coming out party has, <laughs> was delayed was delayed last week. And, uh, you and me both, and, my fantasy team is just <laughs> killing my fantasy team. So, so this week will finally be the, the Michael Thomas coming out play. I have Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. My receivers are garbage you know, in fantasy. Uh, Andrew, who you got? And let people know, the Green Bay is, could potentially be without three of their starting offensive linemen, which is another thing the Saints catch these teams and their <laughs> offensive lines are in shambles. Every I feel like... <laughs> Every, Andrew, I feel like every the last this is the fourth week in a row where like the offensive line of the team the Saints are playing is a garbage fire. Yeah, no, I mean, and sometimes with the NFL, man, it's scheduling, it's luck, it's injuries, and 
I don't know. I feel like the Saints kind of landed on the Panthers at the perfect time. The Dolphins are not playing awful, but them going to London, you know, was, was I don't know, they just seemed off to me. And I think they played the Lions at the right time. And certainly getting the Packers without Rodgers um, makes it more manageable. I still think the Packers are going to be a really tough game. Um, I, I agree with Dave that it's going to be close. I think it's one of those things where, Yes, Rodgers won't be there, but Mike McCarthy is a guy that's won a Super Bowl. He knows how to game plan. You remember the Saints went into Carolina, a team that made it to the Super Bowl that year without Drew Brees. They had Luke McCown at quarterback, and they found a way on a short week to kind of game plan, find a way to make McCown comfortable, get the ball out quickly, not take big risks. I think that's what you're going to see with Hundley. And I, I think the Packers are going to try to run the football maybe more than they have. Um, they're going to lean on their crowd. And I think the Saints offense is sputtering a little bit. So um, they're going to have to be careful. Um, I don't think this is going to come easy. I do think the Saints win uh, 24-21 Saints. Uh, and my hero of the game will be Will Lutz, who hits a 52-yarder at the gun. And I'm going to say this, you know, Mike McCarthy, he made Matt Flynn a shit ton of money as a back yeah. as a backup quarterback when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Matt Flynn came or Matt, Matt Flynn, he, Aaron Rodgers wasn't even hurt. Matt Flynn just came in and like played the last game of the year that didn't matter, and uh, he threw for like four hundred something yards and and made and, and got the big contract for Seattle. It didn't work out, but Matt Flynn like went back after Seattle got rid of him and was the backup quarterback for Green Bay for a little while and came in and played and and. And Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and Matt Flynn played good, and they won games. So, and this guy that they have, Hundley, he's been there for this is his third year, so he's in the system, so he'll know it. Um, I think their offensive line issues are, gonna, are what's going to more so doom them if the game's not close. I'm going to say Saints 28, Green Bay 21, uh, and it will be a late. Um, interception by the Saints, it'll be uh, Marcus Williams will be uh, the rookie that will get it done. And, I like it. And it'll be 28-21, and the Saints will be the Saints will be 4-2, and two, and we can hopefully watch Atlanta's season uh, implode on Sunday night, so it can be a great weekend all around. Hopefully LSU can beat Ole Miss, and I won't have to hear it from my Ole Miss relatives, so it could be just a joyous weekend for me. Uh, so, Kevin, did you, do you feel like you're back in the groove? Are you excited? As you are you as excited as the people are to have you back? Yes. <laughs> uh, so for Kevin, who has returned like the prodigal son, for Andrew, for Dave, uh, until next week, Var. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 